This The All About Nothing podcast short is brought to you by Zachary Williams, certified massage therapist at the White Knoll Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Zach is a veteran of the United States Army and is very attentive to his patients, their health, and well-being. Appointments are available by calling 803-727-4520. Again, appointments are available at the White Knoll Chiropractic and Wellness Center near Red Bank. Give Zach a call to schedule an appointment, 803-727-4520. Welcome to the All About Nothing podcast. The views expressed on this program are the opinions of the hosts. Listeners are encouraged to follow the show on Twitter at A-N underscore pod or at theallaboutnothing.com. You can email the show at theallaboutnothing.com. You may also call and leave the show a message at 803-627-20533. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome to uh, another All About Nothing podcast. This, however, is a the All About Nothing podcast short. Uh, we are currently on hiatus this week, uh, as well as probably next week and maybe the week after. But uh, I promise Zach, Trent, and I will be back here to record brand new episodes coming up, especially right before we get up towards the election. So uh, we will be back with you with guests and discussions about all the politics and everything going on. Until then, uh, what we're doing is basically just doing a, a few shorter episodes so that uh, we, I don't know, so that we can kind of keep in touch and everything and just maybe highlight one or two stories from the week uh, while we are on this hiatus uh, so that uh, you'll know we still exist, for one, and two, you still have the opportunity to reach out to us and connect with us. Um, make sure that uh, if you are listening on any one of the podcast platforms that you subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're currently watching us on the uh, YouTube, you can uh, make sure you go ahead and subscribe and then click that little notification bubble so that, uh, I say bubble, it's not a bubble, it's a it's a bell. So click the notification bell so that uh, you'll know when we've posted uh, new videos. So uh, this week, towards the end of the week, we, uh, we did get breaking news that apparently uh, from an article out of the Atlantic, which, by the way, Trump seems to think is a, is a magazine that uh, either isn't valid or isn't going to exist anytime soon or, or will be going away, whatever, whatever his opinion is. Um, apparently, the Atlantic broke an article uh, in, in an article saying that uh, Trump has indicated that Americans who died in wars are losers and suckers. Um, that is the headline from the Atlantic article. Now, basically, to give you some idea of what's going on, 2018, President Donald Trump canceled a visit to the Ain Marne American Cemetery, where 2,300 are dead, uh, are buried, and more than 1,000 names are on a wall of the missing. Now, according to four sources close to the president at the time, he canceled the visit for two reasons. One, he feared that his hair would become, quote, disheveled, in the rain, end quote. And secondly, he didn't believe it was necessary to visit and honor American war dead. Okay. He was later quoted as saying, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. It's important to note that this, while this report has been confirmed by the Associated Press, that the Washington Post has also confirmed it, and obviously the Atlantic, but it was also confirmed by national security correspondent at Fox News, Jennifer Griffin. This has raised some serious issue for Donald Trump as it hits very closely to things that he has been reported and recorded as saying before. Obviously, he disparaged Senator John McCain in 2016, claiming that he prefers soldiers that didn't get caught. 
not just to swing at McCain, but also prisoners of war and on down the chain to those who have even put in effort to get their soldiers rescued or released. So did he say what was reported as saying the Americans who died in warfare are losers or the enlisted men that fought in the Vietnam War or other wars are suckers because they didn't stay home and make money? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I feel like, though, this is something that potentially could be true. I mean, if you look at the history of the Donald Trump, um, basically he's reported he's been reported and recorded again as saying things like this throughout his political career and even before this. I don't have any doubt in the story. I'm certainly not in favor of calling for the resignation of Jennifer Griffin uh, with Fox News either, as President Trump has done through Twitter and and, and several of the uh, talking heads at Fox News have done. They're they're saying that they she should resign. But I'm not in favor of that because let's let's look at the, the, the facts on this. Clearly, there are those among us that will believe that the Trump President Trump did not say this. There are also those that will say that he probably did. So we have two sides. President Trump has been recorded again of disparaging soldiers, of 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 saying having just terrible comments against Gold Star families, the parents of of those that have fallen during war. You know, the, there is a history to his his words and 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 just how awful he is when it comes to the 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 history of soldiers and and their families and and he is just awful when it comes to this. I know that there are going to be those in his base, that 8 to 12% of people that are true die-hard Trump supporters. And I know that they will hear things like this and they will say that it's nothing but fake news. They will hear these things and eventually they'll move from saying it's fake news that they'll begin to believe him. They'll move out of the denial camp and they'll move into the camp of, you know what, if the president did say this, there are probably some of those soldiers that are losers. There are probably some of these soldiers that went into the military because they weren't capable of doing anything else and this was the only way to support themselves. They will make excuses for what this president says. They will, they will, they will, they will go along with these horribly disparaging things and, and inflict their negativity into that. I, it's, it's awful. What's amazing is that those, those Trump supporters will eventually just go along with it because, you know, they will claim just how patriotic they are. They will claim that they are in full support of the military and law enforcement and things like that. But there's this idea that if Trump said it, it's probably true. Look at how well he's done for the world without once enlisting. He, he, he avoided the draft by having a doctor say that he had bone spurs. I mean, look at this. This man has claimed to have the most incredible acuity for military intelligence, a claim that he has made for decades with literally no backing. And yet, for some reason, this president has has fooled everyone, has fooled his base at least into this idea that he is a military genius, that that he is a foreign policy, you know, uh, layman. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. There's no evidence to support any of his claims and his intelligence at all. And yet, again, his eight to twelve percent base will simply go along with it as though it's fact. 
They will go along with it because he represents something that they are. He represents uh, something in them that that is just so disgusted with the way things are. And and I'm I sincerely wish that we could find some sort of understanding that would pull them back in, that would pull from both sides, both the extreme liberals on the left and the extreme radical right, just somehow bring them back into the center so that we can finally start to have some sort of a discussion, have some sort of acknowledgement that this isn't the country that it could be. You know, Trump's slogan is make America great again. And yet, I don't know what the the level is. I don't know what the basis of that is. I don't know where to find that greatness in what we seem to be doing right now. It just it doesn't seem to exist and I can't fashion any sort of sense as to what that means. What is that greatness? Is it is it an isolation from the rest of the world? Is it a a a general just uh letting go of our responsibilities to this planet? We may be only a tiny population of the pop of the the whole world's population in general but you know the united states is an extremely powerful country we have the largest military budget we have the largest military uh foothold on the planet and yet we have a leader who looks down on even our allies i mean there are stories coming out this week now we're hearing that Apparently, when Trump was over in Europe for a recent stay or visit with uh, the the Queen of England and, and the leaders of the UK, that he actually may have insisted on his stay being at Buckingham Palace. Now, these reports are slow to come out, but, but these are things that we hear that our president has made a claim that he must stay at Buckingham Palace, the same as the Queen. And... We, I, I don't, I, just, I don't know how to react to that except just be appalled at the idea that the president insists on staying as a guest somewhere where no one else has, you know, stayed. And and that may not be true. We may have had leaders in the past that have stayed at Buckingham Palace. But I, I the fact that President Trump made a claim that he should be, that there are reports around him from people that are close to him that have acknowledged that this was the case, that he fully believed that he should have been able to stay at Buckingham Palace. We have an extremely spoiled president. And I take that back. We have an extremely spoiled individual as our president. And he's been this way all of his life. From what we can tell, 70-something years of just being handed everything never having to earn almost anything. Even the presidency was almost sort of handed to him in the sense that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. And 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 I have no issue with defending popular vote over the electoral college. I hear and and I'm going to I'm going to divert just a little bit on this, but I I think I've expressed this before on the show with Trent and Zach, but I, I, I have an issue with the Electoral College. The Electoral College, to me, does not repulate, rep- represent the general population vote of all citizens in the United States. And here's why. I get that the Electoral College does give the ability for, as a whole, the states to be representative of their populations. That is 
not something that I want to disparage. I think that that's important, especially when it comes to having congressional uh, Senate, both in House uh, representation. I think that that is important. When we vote in a general election for the president, I do, however, have issue with this idea that as districts and 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 polling locations and whatnot, as those votes come in, that a president is awarded an allotment, I'm sorry, the, the candidate is awarded an allotment of votes based on that state's delegates. And then regardless of whether it was 49 to 51% or if it was 49.9 to 51.1, I mean, 50.1, if it's, even if it's that close, that is an issue. Those votes should all count the same. So my vote for whomever should count the same value as somebody else's vote for someone else. But, but when you do it through the Electoral College, what you're doing is basically dismissing almost half of the votes in a situation where a state may have almost gone 50-50. You're not giving half of those delegates to one group or well, half of those Electoral College votes to one person and another half to the other. It's not a true representation of the actual votes by citizens. That's my argument. And I will make that argument till the day I die, probably, because I highly doubt that they're going to get rid of the Electoral College. To come back around, basically, again, this article about President Trump and him saying that he was not going to visit the Ain Marne American Cemetery because of his fear that it would mess up his hair or that the rain uh, was was going to cause an issue. There, there, there are several things in this. Um, one of the things that the president said after was that he recalled calling home to the White House and speaking to Melania, saying that they had to cancel it because of the weather. That's all fine and well as long as the story holds up. In this case, it doesn't. Melania was actually on the trip to Paris with the president, and there was no way for him to call home to her. So the, the, there, are, there are pieces of it that just don't make any sense in respect to his excuse or him trying to backfill on a lie. Basically, we have a president who doesn't really care about the military. He has made statements over and over that he's done more for this military than any other president in history, which fundamentally there's no evidence to support this. It hasn't happened. And yet, we still have a basis of support for this president who claimed to be patriotic that without any evidence support him in this idea that he is nothing but the greatest military president ever. He did sign, finally, the bill that extended the veteran choice where they can see regular doctors if or doctors outside of the Veterans Affairs uh, VA if they wait have to wait more than 30 days for uh, assistance. That was something that was created under President Obama back in 2014 with a Republican Congress, both House and Senate, and President Obama. They worked together to provide this for veterans in response, basically, to a situation where veterans were having a difficult time with seeing service because of a huge backlog. We have a president that just recently signed a bill that had been on his plate 
table desk since 2018. So it finally got signed in 2020. Doesn't make sense. You can't be the president of veterans if you're not actively trying to do things to make better for the veterans. It's just you can't claim these things if there's no evidence to support it. So in the end, is this story about President Trump disparaging the fallen soldiers of previous wars? I don't know. I think that there is some validity to it. It sounds as though though these sources have been verified as, as having heard him say these things. And there is evidence to support that he has lied about things that went on during that trip. That leads me to believe that there is the potential that this story is true, that once again he has disparaged or spoken poorly of American veterans that have either fallen in soldier uh, fallen during wars, or that he has no respect for those that enlist in the military because they didn't stay home and make money. This is the type of president we have right now. Do I think that a Biden presidency would be better than this? Yeah. Yeah, I do. 100%. I may not be the biggest advocate for Joe Biden. I may not be as excited about the potential of a Joe Biden presidency as I could be for potentially someone that is more representative of the population of the United States. But Joe Biden at his core seems to be a very decent individual. He seems to be the type of person that would not attack soldiers who have defended this country. He doesn't seem like the type of individual that would have these terribly negative things to say about people that have fallen to protect you and I. So in the end, yes, I kind of believe this story. I kind of believe that President Trump has said these things, did avoid going to the cemetery in Paris or north of Paris because he didn't want his hair messed up. He doesn't like having photo ops where there is something that could make him look weak or dumb or whatever, and yet he still does it every single day. It's those, it's those weird, he's worried about his hair. He's not worried about the stupid that comes out of his mouth but he's worried about whether his makeup is fully covering his face. This is our president. This All About Nothing episode is brought to you in part by Quit Hitting Yourself. Tired of nothing to do while under isolation, thanks in part to the coronavirus pandemic and that racist grandparent that thinks social distancing is unnecessary because of the hoax of COVID-19 disease and keeps coming around with no mask or gloves on? From the makers of Wiffle Ball Bat comes Quit Hitting Yourself. It's an indoor game that promises to bring moments of pure satisfaction and the marks to prove it. The Quit Hitting Yourself bat is made from the same soft, bendable plastic as your old wiffle ball bat, but is designed for more of a confined space. Simply take the Quit Hitting Yourself bat in one hand while your older sibling uses it to repeatedly swing at your head. It's fun for the whole family, from ages infant to grandparent, that still thinks the masks are unnecessary. It's available in a wide variety of colors like crimson red and yellow skin tone. Quit Hitting Yourself is available at fine retailers like Walmart and Target, Dick's Sporting Goods, and Academy Sports. Mention this ad and get the Quit Hitting Yourself Felt Helmet. It's one size fits all that provides just enough protection, but not quite enough protection at the same time. For anyone doubting that opportunity still exists in America, there is the story of Jamie Harrison, Faith, 
family, and service. Those are Jamie's guiding values, and we need them now more than ever. Jamie Harrison for Senate for South Carolina. Joe Biden was taught that if you see injustice, you've got to stand up and act. It's why at age 26, Joe Biden became a public defender, why he ran for county council and combated housing discrimination, and why as U.S. Senator, Joe Biden led on civil rights and voting rights. In 2008, Barack Obama chose him and for eight years, Joe Biden served by the president's side helping to lead us out of the last economic crisis and stop Ebola from becoming a global pandemic. But now in this crisis, Donald Trump has failed the ultimate test of leadership, especially failing communities of color who have been hit hardest by this virus. To heal this nation, it will take a president who has always stood up to injustice. Someone who sees the deep problems in this country and is willing to take them head on. Joe Biden, let's build this country back better. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Finally back in stock, the Make America Great After Facial Covering. With COVID-19 and the novel coronavirus back in full force, confirmed infection cases on the rise, and now Trump campaign rallies starting again, you'll want to get your order in before these highly desirable coverings run out. Available in three sizes, adult, large adult, and Trump size adult. These new facial coverings are made from a combination of breathable nylon, cotton, and wool. They sport the same MAGA initials, but with a new and improved meaning. Make America great after. After what? Well, if that's not clear, then how the hell did you wind up here? But since you're still here, you can just assume the last A stands for again, asshole. So click your way over to wear a damn mask on your face, you dumb jerk.com, and you can stand in a crowd of others staring at you in a mask. When you order yours, you'll get a deck of 50 advertisement cards to hand out to everyone around you to increase awareness about the need to cover your nose and mouth holes. All right, welcome back. Finally this week, I want to talk about voting again. All right, this is not just registering to vote, but I want to talk about a lot of the aspects of voting. I want to express how grateful I am to the numerous responses that I've already gotten from people about registering, volunteering to work in precincts and voting locations. And to those that have expressed that they will be already or have already res uh, requested absentee and mail-in balloting. Firstly, register. Everyone that hasn't, please register. Deadlines for states that offer uh, election day registration um, or that don't offer election day registration are coming up. South Carolina's deadline is to register a vote is coming up on October 4th. You can do that online. If you're registering by mail, the envelope needs to be postmarked by October 5th. And if you're registering to vote in person, October 2nd is the deadline. So again, that's for South Carolina. You can certainly Google all of the specifics on your state, of course, but now is the time to make an effort. Everyone for the date of your birthday, your 18th birthday, can and should register to vote. Selection requires full participation. Secondly, I have expressed this on previous shows, but I am volunteering to be a poll worker for one of the precincts here in Lexington County in South Carolina. So I'm taking personal time off work to make sure that on November 3rd, I can do this. I'm not saying that everyone needs to do this. But if you recognize the importance of a free election, and an important part of that free election is the availability of in-person voting for those that choose to do that. In many places, we are beginning to see a poll worker shortage. In places experiencing shortages, we could see polling places that just don't exist. They've been moved to other locations, which causes potential confusion, and in likelihood, it will turn people away. 
not having as many polling places also will increase the length and size of the lines for people because they'll be voting in locations that they haven't previously, that we will have multiple polling locations in one spot. You know, the potential is that people are going to get turned away because either they don't go looking for their new polling place. Um, this will this will probably create a drop in votes, which will be detrimental to the outcome of the election, regardless of which way it goes. Volunteering to work in a polling place requires only that you be 16 years old. In most cases, you're paid for that time. It may be a long day, but in the end, the effort will be worth it because part of our duty as citizens is to vote. And for those that are able, we need to assist in that program. We need to step up and make the act possible. For more information, you can visit powerthepolls.org. You can find information there for your particular state, what the requirements are. Uh, Just, again, powerthepolls.org. Lastly, absentee voting and mail-in voting. Look, I get it. The president thinks that mail-in balloting is laden with fraud and absentee uh, absentee balloting isn't. The basis of this argument is one that is completely asinine. Absentee voting is done by request after you have met um, any of the requirements that uh, are posted uh, for your election commission for your particular county. Uh, Waiting in long lines apparently is not one. Uh, Fear for your own personal health also is not an excuse available for an absentee voting. But if you have a job or you work out of town or you're a poll worker, uh, there are numerous other excuses. And I'm not saying lie. But what I am saying is use the excuses that are available to, if you need to, vote absentee. If for some reason you have concerns about voting in person, and uh, you can go to your county or parish election commission. You can find them. Uh, you can find whichever by Googling. Um, but just look over the application. I'm sure there are details online. If your state doesn't have universal mail-in balloting and you have to register or request an absentee ballot, just look over the excuses and find some relation to justify your request. Seriously. And honestly, if you can't find a good reason, call me. Send me a tweet. Send me an email. I will help you expand on the excuses that they, that they, that they allow you to have uh, with a good enough reason to mail in the absentee ballot request. Seriously, I have no issue with that. And if anyone asks, you can blame me. All right. The selection is way too important for the thoughts of everyone to not be expressed at the polls. That is going to do it for the show this week. This has been a uh, the All About Nothing podcast short. Thank you for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, regardless of which podcast platform you're listening to us on. Don't forget, we're still looking for all the things that you want to leave in 2020. This is a list of growing requests to leave things in 2020. So if you want to message us or you want to leave things in 2020, you can call 803-672-0533. You can email the show at theallaboutnothing.com. Uh, we'll play, make sure to put some more details on the website going forward so you can uh, keep up with uh, that. That's theallaboutnothing.com. We're still on hiatus for the next few weeks, but you can look forward to these shortened episodes till we get back, especially heading into the election. Again, thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a great week.
The All About Nothing podcast is a member of the GOT Podcast Network.